Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. from the LFC Day Trippers. I am Gav, and with me I have got Andy, and I have got Dicko. Four subjects tonight, two winners, two losers. I haven't picked anything. Andy has picked two. Dicko has picked two. Um, you're going to be very upset with Andy's loser. I'm just going to let you know that now. And um, we go from there. Of course, yeah. at the end of the show, um, we will talk about the fucking midfield situation because it just keeps going and going and going. And I can see in the chat already that people are talking about midfielders um andy how are you good good back from your holidays now delighted yeah see did back you, on yeah did you get that in there um, nice did you bring out a nice home for people uh loads of sweets magnets uh no magnets no just loads of sweets um oh, great time though and um, i discovered i can tell what a dub looks like amongst thousands of people in hotels and resorts <laughs> what how how do you how do you hello it's just just gained a skill there in the last because we haven't been away like you know family holiday in a few years now with yeah. COVID and all mm-hmm. but yeah dubs stand out on holidays they don't even need to wear Dublin jerseys or whatever they just stand out they all have a Dublin head Dublin head so it's, yeah <laughs> okay. it's kind of like this and, and Dicko when you go away can you spot a scouse or do you have a scouse head no no not at all no obviously it's a specialised subject isn't it for Andy now I mean, yeah. he's amongst them all, so I suppose he should he should be able no, to. No, I was lying there by the pill and I was looking around, going, "He's a dub, he's a dub." And yeah, but you have to. What did you do then? Did you did you kind of go up and listen to them, or just slowly hear what them no, talking? Or? It was one of these um, like compound type of hotels where compound. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? What? you know, like a big. Big hotel. Like your man like, in Colombia used to have. What was his name? No, you know, it's big enough that you don't need to go outside and all. Like everything's yeah, yeah. there for you. Yeah. So the you kind of got to know. Yeah, all that. Yeah. 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 Never normally do that, but just. I did it as well. It was great. That age. Yeah, it was, it was grand. Um, but uh, yeah, just you get to know all the same faces. Everyone gets the same beds every day near the mm. pool. And then you're looking around going, oh, he's a dove. And then there'll be games on, like running across the thing and yeah. doing the fucking jumpy basketball thing and then volleyball mm-hmm. and water polo which was very rough yeah. and uh, you get very to rough. realize that <laughs> can i tell yeah. you you know you mentioned water polo there right they were doing that in their in their hotel in this kind of circular pool and the two goals you know on the bank the goals mm. are on the bank aren't they and yeah but, yeah yeah but 
but there was these kids playing, right? And I was like, it looks a good game, War Apollo. But there was a guy in goal, right? And I'm not messing with you when I say the cup was six foot seven, right? <laughs> when he was standing in the pool, his head was above the goal, which was on the, on the <laughs> yeah, thing. And I was like, nobody's going to fucking get a goal against him. And all the kids were jumping up thinking, I'm going to score here. And then he was just like, fuck off. And nah. he just, that was great. I, I really enjoyed watching that. No, so. it was it was mad. There was Olympic champions playing Paolo against us. It was weird. It was <laughs> Olympic like, champions. <laughs> there was a fella there. I'm not joking. He was an Olympic champion, okay. uh, Paolo for Spain. Yeah, mm. unbelievable, stupid. Like how good you can get a water Paolo. I didn't. I didn't actually never really thought about it, but yeah. Okay. So a lot of dubs that all look like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, Declan Mac reckons you can 100. percent Spot a scouser abroad, they stand like a sort of home. So they probably because of what they be wearing, all the gear they be wearing mainly. But Dublin, um, yeah, kind of, there's not uh, where I was was like um, a lot of English. Goofy word, I'd say it was probably seven sixty percent English, forty percent Irish. But you oh. could, you know, like yeah, no, I didn't really. I'd, I'd have to hear them to know if they're Irish or English. They didn't really. Ah, oh, it's the facial expressions. It's <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. Did he? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Dicko. Do you reckon does? It's, you just don't give a shit. You just go on holiday. You don't care who they are, do you? No, I don't. I don't care who I'm mixing with. At the end of the day, I'm going to have a good time. Whatever. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Right. Let's get into it. Um, Andy, we're going to go with you first. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. No um, we're going to go with your loser of the week, if that's okay, and it is. Yeah. Mo Salah. <laughs> Mo Salah. Just, just, just decided I was, wanted to annoy everyone in the comments. Yeah, take it away. Go uh, with a bit of uh, LFC day trip as bait scenes that uh, all the other podcasts do it now. Uh, I know it's not, a, it's not about a Salah hatchet job. It's just after winning 9-0, you know, Atali's man doesn't score, doesn't assist, misses a couple of sitters, you know, and um, it just says, well, we not have a you know, a conversation about him in the context of what we can expect out of him in the next four years, you know. Um, it's his worst nine month run, I suppose, goals-wise in his career. And in the meantime, he got an, uh, 350 grand a week. Um, no doubt that'll have a ripple effect on the bearing uh, on other signings, renewals, new, new players. Don't get me wrong. I was firmly in the camp, um, you know, that we should offer him whatever we can possibly to keep him. But he did have us over a barrel. And, like, I think he finds form again. But is it, <coughs> are we going to have another season where he gets 40-plus goals? Someone said to me the other day, like, Salah can forget about going to boots anymore with Haaland around. And I kind of tend to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, on a positive, I think he's going to be brilliant for Nunes. If you look at Haaland, like, he's six or eight touches a game gets the goals. We we probably can't afford to carry a player like that. So with Salah, he's always going to be handful for the opposition. Um, he's always going to create chances, have a bigger influence or a bigger impact in the game. But what does the next four years hold in store for Salah? Are we going to see less goals? Um, because, yeah, we have to admit, he hasn't been as good since last January. Um, well, look, um, like Shane Downs, who mentions there, he was at the game 
on Saturday, I was also there and I thought from minute one, he looked on it, Salah. Um, it, it actually defies logic in some ways that he, in nine goals, he, uh, he doesn't get an assist or a goal. It's only, it's only explained by the fact that I made him fancy captain and I'm sure a load of, play, a load of other people are thinking the same thing. I mean, his, I think it was, it was two nil or three nil when he missed. The absolute mm-hmm. sitter, you know, where he goes with it with his left foot, and um, somehow it, it, it was probably harder to s- scoop it up over the bar than it was to actually sc- to score. It would have been easier to score at that stage. Thought when he missed that, he was, you know, he was destined to score. Thought his all-round play was really good. Um, he. I mean, look, he, he, he I, I'm gonna, gonna say now, Andy, that was me who said he's not gonna win any more golden boots in the WhatsApp the other day. Um, yeah. it's, it's Harlan's to lose, essentially. He's got all his golden boots. Um, I suppose I did, well, I think he's got all the golden boots he's likely to win. Um, now, um, the way Harland will go about his business and score. Um, he has, he hasn't been on it, has he? I mean, let, let's face it, since, since, you know, the setbacks that he had with Egypt, whether it be coincidence or whether it be something in it, he just hasn't looked, he hasn't looked the same. He, he, you know, Mane well and truly outperformed him in that second half of the season in, on all levels. Um, he's looked bright and he's looked sharp. I think he could do with scoring, you know, one or two in the next, you know, couple of games, Newcastle and, and, and Everton coming up over the course of the next few days be good for him to I mean I know he's already scored goals but it'd be good for him to um it'd be good for him to get back on the score sheet consistently um I, I mean he, he he just he was just smiling every time he missed something on Saturday which was a bit mad but it's obviously <laughs> not leading to a, a load of frustration so yeah it, it I mean let, let's let's just see how he goes I mean I, I'm actually almost expecting him to have a better second half of the season because he he's not going to have the World Cup to contend with. And maybe we see the best of Salah um, after Christmas. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's any major cause for concern, to be honest with you. He'll still get his, his fair share of, of goals and assists. And I think to anyone looking on the fantasy league, um, he's going to cause us a bit of a dilemma this season because... You know, it's going to be plenty of opportunities to slap that on Haaland. Um, and but Salah's uh, down as a midfielder in fancy football. He is, he is, and that's the dilemma, isn't it? Because you, you know he scores goals and assists. Well, he scores goals, and you get more more points that way for the for the goals. So, yeah, it's going to be a tricky one. He's going to wreck. I think he's going to wreck people's head on the fancy. Uh, I think the Keatsay made him triple captain. Yeah, the nine points off it. Oh my god, that that would that that, that would have that would have absolutely yeah. have just yeah. completely. I mean, I'd have come out of that game actually fuming after yeah. a nine 0 win <laughs> if I'd have made the triple captain. Does a guy? Does a guy? Does a does a lad that does done a couple of shoulders last week? Uh, his name is Ewan, and he's a Newcastle fan, and he was like, "I don't do fancy football for the simple reason: my brother and my mate stand beside me in St James's Park." And when we get a goal scored against us, I'm fuming, and them two are going, oh, I had him in my fancy football, though. And he just can't get his head around this. He's ready to kill, uh, standing in St. James's Park. Look, Salah, for me, wasn't good the second half of last season. Everyone knows that. You know, I think I think the contract situation played a bit of a part. I think the 
the AFCON played a part. I think failing to get to the World Cup played a part. And he was playing so much football. So much football. That AFCON, like, even if they won a game, I think they went and played extra time just for the crack. Do you know what I mean? He was constantly playing, constantly playing. This season, he scores away at Fulham. He scores away at Manchester United. He should probably score two, I think, at the weekend. The only player Bournemouth kind of done all right against in trying to negate that player was Salah. They they literally tried to close Salah down as much as they possibly could, and the rest ran Roy. Yeah, he should probably get a goal or two, but listen, everyone's going to make this comparison with Haaland. I don't know how many goals Haaland has already this season. He's four league games in, but does he have six? Six. Six. Um, And Salah has two, and that's fine, but People need to people need to stop making these comparisons. I think Salah will go very close to top scorer in the league this season. I genuinely do. Um, but you have to remember, he does so much work in the game. Going back, mm. going forward, taking players out of the game by just attracting defenders to him. He gets chances. He makes chances. Haaland is simply put into that Manchester City team to put an end to these same situations they bring up all the time get into the side of your box get in behind your defense square the ball across and we'll score and the funny thing is sterling done that loads of times but missed a few as well whereas Hallam won't miss and that's what he's there for he's he's not there i think someone said he had eight touches in one game um six six touches um one of the earlier games yeah uh that he scored in yeah scored two in i think so that all he's there um, to do is score goals do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like Haaland could go and score 35 league goals this season, right? And Salah could score 27 league goals this season. And you can be guaranteed Salah's had a better season. Because when you add in the work he does for the team, the assists that you'll throw on top of that, the comparison is ridiculous because at the end of the day, Salah starts wide. He starts wide and he has defensive you know responsibilities as well and he always has done and that's what's made him so special for me yeah he, he no i didn't mean it to and, turn into a a, a Haaland versus Salah. no no thing. no, like, no i don't think you know should. We, we could have we could have a nunez um versus Haaland conversation absolutely the, and you could have a, you could players. have you could have maybe a, a sterling versus sterling of man city versus salah yeah argument but at the end of the day yeah. salah starts wide wide yeah. you know he's and absolutely he's, and and Haaland is literally being told you just get in the box and score a goal. They're not even interested in passing the ball to him. Do hmm. you know what I mean? Unless it's from the byline or from across. They are not interested in him being yeah. involved in the game whatsoever. But um, uh, yeah. people in the chat are fuming around Andy. That yeah, I look, anyone associated with Liverpool. That's what I was hoping. That's what I was, uh, that's what I was hoping for. We, do, we don't do enough um, I was stupid. amazed you picked it. But yeah. I was kind of glad at the same time because it's good to have a chat about what you think Mo Salah could do this season. Yeah, and I mean, look, it's supposed to be a, a constructive conversation about what our expectations are of him. You know, I'm happy enough if he scores 20 goals or if I even that every season. Yeah. But if he's, provi- if he's providing for Nunes, if he's keeping uh, the opposition busy, because maybe we did fall victim to being that one-dimensional team that we're always trying to push the ball out to Salah, Trent coming up uh, high in the pitch at, and at the start of the season, Elliot and the three of them are linking up well. But now now the opposition has a couple of more thing, things to think about. Diaz is getting themselves into brilliant positions at the weekend and when Nunez coming back and hopefully he gels and, and everything's tickety-boo there and he doesn't loaf anyone else. But... Um, I'd be happy enough, like if 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 Salah can just contribute in different ways. He always does contribute in different ways, but um, you know, 
he's probably going to be with us for the next three or four years now on that deal. And I, I'm happy enough. Like I'm sure he click again. He scored lots of goals, but what 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 are people's expectations? Because I just don't yes. see him scoring forty plus goals again. We 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 were speaking last night about what's Diaz's expectation, and I said he should be doing fifteen to twenty goals in all competitions because that's what Mane used to do. And look, I know he's he's playing in the position Mane played in, and I know he's not the same type of player, and he's different attributes. But you need the output. The level we're at, you just need that output from the the front three. Mm. I think if if Salah comes out the back of the season with thirty five goal involvements, so twenty goals, fifteen assists, you go. That's a good season. You know, and yeah. I think it's funny you mentioned the money because people are going to throw it against him regardless. If he done 35 yeah. goal involves, people go, 20 goals, he got 23 when he was only on fucking 200 grand a week. Look, yeah. he's been rewarded for ridiculous levels that he's been at. And to continue, it's funny because if you do 20 for the next four seasons, goals, and you do mm. 15 assists for the next four seasons, that's ridiculous. That's that's seven, eight years of just madness. Like, do you know what Oh I mean? yeah, I'm, he's probably going to be up there with it's some of the greats, like, you mm. know. He probably uh, is already, but it's yeah. just, it, it's always going to measure against money. Anything else before we get, get rid of, get rid of this subject and hit, let Eamon done? Well, it was better than the, it was better than the Trent bashing last night from Shawnee, wasn't it? That was yeah. sensational. Yeah. Shawnee wants him sold before the win. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. No, he doesn't have money messing for anyone. To he wants to swap deal for Reese James, yeah. I think. Swap deal for... <laughs> yeah. But here, just like on the whole Trent thing, we, we don't really want to see uh, Trent getting exposed as much as he has been in the first three games of the season. I mean, that that was so unlike, unlike us. He does his damage up high. He plays a very advanced fullback role. Ten seconds, we don't We don't... Exp- okay, forget it, Tom. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, We're talking about Trent now anyway. Yeah. So the subject. We're in this, baby. That's the end of Mo Salah. Um, what, what was I going to say? Just quickly on Trent, though, before we move on to the next one. Yeah. Trent is exposed, and he does give... Look, that goal that, that um, Sancho scores, Trent is caught in behind <laughs> and just jogs across mm. the box, and Van Dijk is an issue and, and stuff like that. But, you know, Trent, I don't think, has been good this season. But without making excuses for him, Andy, like... It's it's a product of of where everything else that's going on on the pitch, you know. Of course it when, is. when we don't when we don't deal with a press properly, we're in trouble because Trent, when we have the ball, is trying to get. He's beyond the midfield. Every time we get it, he's literally beyond the midfield. So if we don't deal with the press properly, we're in trouble. You know, yeah. if we go high up and we're up the pitch and we lose the ball, and Fabinho or Henderson or Elliot or whoever's in midfield doesn't snap into a tackle and win it back, or Robertson or whoever it might be, you're going. Trent's going to get exposed. You know, we mm. have to, we have to, I think we have to look at different parts of the team as to why Trent's being exposed. But at the same time, there is situations, Andy, where you go, he shouldn't be getting in behind you like that. And you shouldn't be jogging across the box like that for that Sancho goal. That's fair. Yeah. Look, I mean, he, he is playing fullback. That, it's his responsibility to defend. All I'm saying is when we're, when we're clicking and we're playing like we should be playing, he doesn't get the volume of opportunities to fuck up, okay? He's not going to be the best right back in the world in another team. He's the best right back in the world in our team, but he's not going to be the best right back, a defensive right back in other teams across the league or when he has to constantly defend. I mean, Trent's strengths, like 90% of them are in possession. You know what I mean? He's quick at getting back. He's quick at making up the ground. But look, he's he's um, he's not the greatest defender in the world. 
Like he's not as good as Robertson, say, in defending. And that's just something we have to accept. We just don't we just don't want to see ourselves getting so exposed as a team with all the with all the space that teams are uh, having to run into in behind Fabino. As long as we are our midfielders doing what it's supposed to be doing, that normally doesn't happen to Trent and he can just kind of do his thing going forward. Dicko, what is your winner of the week? Uh, my winner is um, Mikel Arteta. Um, I, I actually thought before um, before before this, I actually thought he, he'd already essentially clinched the manager of the month. But uh, I just obviously realised that there's still another game to go. So in, yeah, but he won in, one last year where he lost the game and won three. And I just want him to win it. Gav, yeah. I just want him to win it because I, 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 you know, we all seen what happened last time. You know, he got his, uh, he got his photo taken with all the staff and whatnot, and then the wheels come off spectacularly. Um, now, in fairness, you know, uh, I think this is a bit of a different Arsenal. I, I, I do think they've done some really good business in the transfer window, as, as good a business as anyone really. You know, from uh, Jesus to Zinchenko. Um, to the lad at the back, whose name I always get mixed well, up. Saliba with. was on loan. Saliba. He's been on Arsenal two years, mm. but he's back now playing yeah. with them. Yeah, yeah, Saliba and, and Gabriel, um, Vieira in midfield. <laughs> you know, so uh, and obviously, you know, the likes of Saka, Martinelli, Odengard. You know, it seems you know they've, he's given Odengard the captain's armbands. You, you know, it, it seems to be a better fit from that point of view. Um, you know, they've got another year under the belt in terms of the development and whatnot. And in fairness, it all does seem to be, you know, if I was an Arsenal fan, I wouldn't be getting carried away with the fact that we're top of the league, four out of four and all that sort of stuff. I'm sure they are. But I think what Arteta's doing there is building, you know, steadily building something that I think is sustainable. You know what I mean? It, 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 it doesn't seem to me like it's something that's, Got the, the the same soft underbelly. It's going to be very interesting when Liverpool Liverpool face them next. Um, I'm kind of expecting a, a stand a challenge from them in all, in all honesty, despite the fact that they tend to fall away very easily when they play us. But um, they had their first, I guess, true test and adversity going a goal down. You know, it was a it was a it was an awful goal to concede. You know, they could have heads could have dropped. They could have kind of felt sorry for themselves, but they come back and they, they score two excellent goals. And um, the one thing about, you know, the Emirates and the Arsenal fans, like when they are, you know, when they're, when they're on the up and, and, and they're going well, like the, again, that, that, that they all come together as a collective and they're actually, you know, quite a force to be reckoned with really. So I think, our, you know, I think he's, you know, he's had his critics, even plenty of us on, on these podcasts have been, you know, critical of him, of him. And I'm sure there's still some suspicions that remain about, you know, whether this is, you know, another kind of false dawn sort of thing. Um, and I'm sure they've got, you know, tougher fixtures coming down the line sort of thing. They haven't had, they haven't had the most difficult start to the season that you could have. But look, they were, they lost the first three games last season. They've won the first four games this season. Nailed on to get manager of the month. And I think, you know, Arteta can can safely say he's had he's had a very good week. And <laughs> Mikel Arteta. Yeah, I don't know. Um he's, 
Arteta's a, a, a likable fella to me. He seems like a nice guy. The documentary that everybody's watching at the moment, like, is producing some of the most cringeworthy stuff um, that, like, I've ever seen. It's a, a lot of Rogers Not about him. It, by the way. Not watched any of that, by the way. So, I've only That's seen I've only seen clips. I, I can't, to be honest, I can't be here sitting down and watching an hour of that. But some no. of the clips that are coming out and some of the, you know, his little analogies with light bulbs and stuff, and some comedian did a, a good sketch where he, he asked them all to be potatoes. <laughs> which, <laughs> which, is, which I thought was brilliant because he actually would do that. <laughs> like it's not beyond them to ask them to be a potato and and, uh, and to be a variety of different things where there's chips or roast potatoes or mash. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that, that, that is like the funny thing. Right up your your street, Andy. Like that'd be your pep kind of pep talk, surely. Yeah, food, yeah. Like, That's what caught your attention, wasn't it? Where, like, <laughs> oh, I might watch clips of this because they're talking about <laughs> fellas being potatoes, and that's why. Yeah, <laughs> look, not everyone is as lucky to have a manager like Klopp, where you know, no matter what what setting they put him in, whether he's asked about a very, very serious topic, or he's at, you know, it's it's after defeat or after good win, he's he always just seems to have the ability to say the right things. Where Arteta, you're kind of gone. <laughs> Really, you know, and and the show was bringing out that. But look, it's what four games into the season. Um, not till about ten games are played in the league are you going to start to be able to make these sort of judgments. Has something changed at Arsenal? Yeah, they've they've done good business in the in the um in the transfer in the transfer market. As Deco says, it's another year on them, you know, gelling together. But it's very, very hard to make those early calls on Arsenal. I mean, their fans are very emotional, more emotional than ours, I'd say. Um, very reactive. It'd be interesting to see when they deal with a bad result, what happens after that, how they kick on in the next game, because their problem has always been, do they have the stomach for a fight? They look capable of taking points off. At the right now, if you look at them, they look capable of taking the points off bigger teams. But that's what we need. I mean, we need Arsenal, you know, to to take points out because otherwise we're going to have another 90 plus season with City and we want that competition but um, no let's time will tell he's he's, he's a winner he's, he's a winner for a month or a week but let's let's see what happens in a couple of months time Um, I'm not a fan of Mikel Arteta um, and, and it's not that I don't like him I just I kind of find him a bit weird Right, it's not even down to his football thing. I do you remember when the pandemic was on, and the stadiums were empty? I just kept finding myself seeing him staring into like random space spots in the stadium and stuff like that. I just thought it was a bit strange. Um, they don't make top four last season, and they should have. They were given ever every opportunity to do so last summer. I like a lot of our players. Um, I really do. Um, I like Saka. I like Martinelli. Um, I think Jesus has been a brilliant signing for them because while he'll score goals, there's a bit of nastiness about him. There's a bit of fight in him. There's a bit of like, you know, he wants to win. You know, you can say Aubameyang was brilliant and all, but Aubameyang had disappeared, Lacazette the same. But I think Jesus is a little bit different than he'll score goals, um, but he just, just that fight about him, that, that kind of standard to him. 
And I think Zinchenko's a really good signing as well because Tierney's injury record isn't great. And Zinchenko was kind of a pretty utility man at Man City. But he, to bring him in and kind of, I think, make him his first choice left back kind of brings a massive stability to, to Zinchenko, who's a good footballer. Saliba is a massive plus for them. The Saliba signed for Arsenal. And I remember people going, where's Saliba? What? Saliba had some serious family tragedies. And that's why he ended up back in France um, on loan because he just couldn't settle in London and there was some family tra- tragedy. So give that fella a break, you know, and I think he's been really, really good. And making Odegaard captain is a really good move because Zaka is a liability and he'll show it throughout the season. He will show it throughout the season. We haven't seen much of a year, but he's highly rated. And you know what? They've started really well. I thought, not fortunate to get away from Palace with that win on the fourth day, but edged up, but showed some frailties. You know, they go and beat Bournemouth really, really well. Um, and they come back against Fulham at the week. I can't remember who their fourth game was against. Um, they're away to Palace. Leicester. And Leicester are in shit. So they haven't had the biggest test. It's been a really good start for them. He spent an awful lot of money. You know, and, and people going on a bit about him being a, a great coach and this, that. Like, I kind of haven't seen someone that's been at the club massively kick on. Saliba might be one. Saka might eventually Martinelli might eventually but what they're doing at the moment is what you kind of expected from them when when they were young players coming in where they should be right now but but I've no argument with them being winner of the week I think they've like you said first bit of adversity they come back they win the game they've had a kind enough start I think and I, I was looking at their yeah. fixtures earlier and they have there's a 10 game um, period coming from I think maybe the start of October where they've played, they're playing some massive games, yeah. like back to back, massive. They've, 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 they've the chance of going maybe eight out of eight. You know, they've got to go to Old Trafford, but I can see them winning there. Yeah, they could Old go Trafford on Sunday. Eight. Um, they could go eight out of eight, but then once they they get past those first eight games, it's a it's a murderous run of games that they've got. I've got to play everyone. You know, you've got to play Spurs, Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, City, you know, they, they, they've they've gone, then they've got a. I think Laura Duffy's there saying they've got a inter interweave the, the Europa League Thursday yeah. Sunday um, combo. So yeah, and, and look, yeah. I think I think you're right, Andy. You look about ten games because do you really look at Liverpool right now and go can't win anything? No, you know, can't you say. Look, yeah, do you look at Man City and go oh, they'll win everything? No, because they're quite they're looking a bit fragile at the back for me. And they're being right. saved a little bit by what Haaland has been brought in to do. Can you look at Man United and go, will they improve on next? Are they fucked? No, you can't really, because they brought in some good players. You know, it'll take 10 hard time. And the same with Arsenal. You know, I think even if Arsenal had won two, drawn one and lost one, you wouldn't be going, oh, Arsenal make top four. It's very hard to, to judge it on four games, but I think 10 games is probably a decent barometer overall. And, and when it comes down to it, he has to get it. Like Kev said earlier there, or Arl Alisson said, net spend of 276.5 million since he's arrived. The most of any club in the Premier League. So they've absolutely backed them. They've absolutely So what, have they them. sold anyone for big big money? Um, I, I don't know if they sold many for big money. Look, I don't know. What what does net spend mean? Like fucking... But what, I'm like saying just, is, what I'm saying is they've backed them to the tune of 276 yeah. million. Probably more. Without, right? without so what, what, yeah, how, how much money, how much money has he spent for getting net spend? Um, I'd say not much more than that to be honest because I don't think they've yeah. really got any fees I don't think they've got massive fees for players that I can think of because they ripped up Aubameyang and the Lacazette yeah, was on yeah. a free so yeah, they've, yeah. Lost, they've lost players on freeze as well yeah they? but they, but they yeah. have spent an awful lot of money and what I'm saying mm-hmm. is 
Yeah. After losing, after losing on on Champions League and being Europa League again, to be back the way he's being backed, like there's mm. no excuses. And I know Arsenal fans, and they say no, there's no excuse. They have to make top four, if not challenge in some way, but they have to make top four. Mm. But it's um, it'll be it'll be interesting um to see what happens. But I've loads of time for Arsenal. I really do as a club. I've loads of time for Arsenal. But we we wait and see what happens on them. But so far, I you couldn't you couldn't argue. Where I'd have to be in, um, a winner of the week because uh, I would have conf- last thing I would have com- more confidence in Spurs taking points from the big boys than I would Arsenal. Yeah, probably true. We're in showbiz, baby. We're in showbiz, baby. Um, what was I going to say? Um, no news at half ten tonight. A lot of people are saying. People uh, are I think there's a f- someone done. Uh, Done someone in the comments with a fake uh, Paul Joyce news about Taylor Mints because I just checked this timeline. There's yeah. nothing there. So Adam Adam Jones <laughs> has typed in the Chicken Brothers three times. I don't know what that means. Um, if he wants to elaborate on that, go ahead. <laughs> um, let me see. We're not uh, signing anyone. Just accept that. No. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get onto it in a bit. Um, Lord, and the more disappointed you are, is your own fault for getting yourself so worked up. Saliba didn't kick on Arsenal, he had already kicked on at Marseille, said Lord Duffy. Yeah, but he's coming into the Premier League and I think he's shown so far, maybe that form at Marseille has helped him, but he's shown so far that he's, he's very, very capable and massively rated when he signed for Arsenal going back to whatever it was, two, three years ago, two years ago. But um, he's, look, we just we just have to wait and see. Um, I have to read out some ads, lads. All right. Um, the people Go in the ahead. chat get very upset when I do this. Um, because they're like, why are you reading out ads? But the ads help us to bring someone has to keep the lights on, yeah. Well, it helps us bring the content for nothing. And I've and there's three ads, and I get them done about a minute and a half, and then it's all good. So, I am um, forced up. Better help, better help is um, a therapy company. So, if you know, it could be yourself, it could be other people around you that might need a certain stage of their life to talk to somebody. Better help is there for you. It's like it's therapy that you can do online, you can do it on video, over the phone whatever way you want to do it. You don't have to be on camera doing this therapy session. It's much cheaper than person-to-person therapy and you can be matched with a therapist in within 48 hours. Look, Looking after your mind, looking after your, your well-being, your mental health, very, very important to people and this is a way to help you or maybe an opportunity to look at it and see how it works. Betterhelp.com forward slash daytrippers gets you 10% off your first month at, um, with BetterHelp. So go and check it out. BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R, help.com forward slash daytrippers. IP Vanish is a VPN. Um, it's a VPN, like most, that will protect your data, your passwords, um, your location, wherever it might be, while you are online. Use it on laptops, tablets, phones, um, your fire stick if you're streaming media, whatever you want to do. It's rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. And... For our listeners, there's 70% off a yearly subscription. It works out around $38, I think, for the year. If you go to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers, um, you will get that offer. And the last one is Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus have got the Champions League all games from start to finish, from when it starts on the 6th of September, I think it is, right up to the end of the season. So all the games, extra time, penals, wherever it might be, Paramount Plus have it. Um, 
all the big every game. So look, if you want to go and check out every game, the Champions League, watch the stream live. Go and check it out at Paramount Plus. Um, who are we doing next, lads? Who are we doing next? I think we're doing Andy's winner. Um, mm. Who is your winner, Andy, this week? Are you not going to flash it up on the screen? I'll flash it up, yeah. Do you want me to? Just Hello. remind them. Oh, <laughs> Hold on there. Well, I'll read it out and then you can pull it no, up when I mention the person's name. There you go. Harvey <laughs> Elliott is your winner of the week. Yeah, oh, look, there was... Um, like there was quite a few exceptional performances, you know, on Saturday. Uh, Fabinho back to how we know him. Robbo back to his best. Um, Trent getting himself into more advanced positions again. Firmino, 2019. Um, and a, another important game for Gomez, I think. But look, the standout winner for me, uh, because the squad is all about characters, attitudes, leadership, is Elliot. Um, I think... He, you know, he was the one positive from the previous games that with the poor results. But um, now he looks to be on that kind of trajectory he was on last season before the the leg break. He lost his grandmother during the week. I didn't realize before it. But that was, you know, that was what all the bless himself and that, you know, looking up into the sky was about. And he had the bravery there to get on camera after the game. And, um, you know, even though he's very emotional. I think that's the kind of characters that this squad is built on. Um, he's very in tune with the supporters, the city. You know, he, he addressed the tragic death of Olivia as well. And uh, there's a lot to be excited about this kid. Um, you know, Klopp is going to enable him more and more um, to get him there. But for, for such a young lad, 19, um, he seems to have a really mature head and his shoulders. So that's why... Um, Elliot's my winner of the week. Dicko, Harvey Elliot. Yeah. He was great. I mean, um, it, I, 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 there was an element to me a bit frustrated in the first few weeks, you know, uh, particularly with his, um, his shooting. He always seemed to manage to find the first defender, get the shot blocked, wasn't even testing the keeper. But my, my God, that I had a perfect view of, of him sort of caressing that 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 ball into the net and I have to say it was it was it was an absolutely brilliant goal. Um, you know, pro- probably was my favourite of the game to be honest with you. And I know I know I know Trent hit a barnstormer but but I thought the Elliott goal was was the best of the bunch to be honest with you. Are you um, still in the lower Kenny? Yeah, yeah. Same yeah, seats. Absolutely yeah, same seats. Ten seats down not giving up as Ticket, yeah, he's not giving uh, up. I didn't, no, I did. I didn't see him there, Gav. I think maybe, maybe, maybe he's no longer with us. Yeah, Pass but the fella, time. certainly the fella, certainly the fella, two rows behind who continually oh. whistles. Um, as if he's all these days, uh, continually whistles for the ball to be sprayed out to either oh, Trent okay. or Salah <laughs> in the okay. fair, you know, whenever they're attacking down the Anfield Road end, it just pierces your brain as oh, if, man. as if, you know, as if the players need, as if the player you know, looks up and goes, Oh, Nick is whistling, I better oh, kick yeah, him over the your man in row, your okay. man in row 12 is, is giving me the signal again, I better spray it out <laughs> to, to Mo, he must be free over yeah. there, yeah. you know. Yeah, you could you imagine know, back in the day, couldn't you, like Javi Alonso spraying one out of the right wing after hearing the whistle and then putting the thumbs up to the to the Kenny. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Oh, uh, he's 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 unreal. Um 
And to be fair, he had nothing to moan about. Um, the, the only thing he actually moaned about, which I found quite funny, was yeah, yeah. And this his logic was so 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 awful. He when they when the when the goal went to VAR, his logic was. Well, Rashford was offside last week, so this one should be all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's how it's working now. Okay, yeah. So because you know they got the offside goal, we should be allowed yeah. at least yeah. one offside goal this week. Um, so he was, okay. he was happy when it stood. I'd say he'd have gone absolutely uh, bananas if that that was the first goal, actually, wasn't it? Because yeah, yeah, there was a bit the of a wait yeah. there for the VAR. I know there was a VAR on the on the own goal as well, just after half time. But um no, the Harvey Elliott goal was uh it was it was sensational. I thought his his overall his link up play with Salah, he was you know, he's developing a bit of a bit of an understanding there with Salah, you know, himself and Bobby. And they were continually, you know, they they, they were continually kind of the movement was brilliant, you know, kind of interchanging in terms of who was going up top between Bobby and Mo and even 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 Harvey Elliott himself on occasions. They just seemed to be developing a great understanding. Now I know the opposition was, you know, in all likelihood gonna be the worst in the in the in the Premier League this season. Um and they've already taken some um some some hammerings. Um but you know he 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 is benefiting from the um He's benefiting from the the. the I don't know. If I got a Declan Max says, "My dad season tickets into Kenya and convinced half the people there are on medication." <laughs> <laughs> Never a truer thing. I mean, the, everyone is in the same age category. It's all forty to fifty year old fellas. Ninety percent. Hey. Um, it, it, mm. It's it's a it's a crazy demographic in that yeah. stand. Yeah. Um, Especially I, around halfway line, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. All that section around the halfway, uh, up to kind of where the centre circle ends on both e- on the on both yeah, yeah, sides. Yeah, yeah, it's the set. It's the, the we're just clowns basically of each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and when your man shouted, "Well, Rashford was offside last week, so this one should count." The loads of people around and go, "You're right, you're dead." Right. Yeah, yeah, there was a couple of others that that kind of went, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. He got the vote to confidence um, um so yeah no he, he, harvey elliott is benefiting from the um from from the injury crisis let's face it i mean he, he got his opportunity in a way last season <laughs> from injuries <laughs> i presume you're allowed to say thing yeah own book says i remember being an Anfield for a sunday morning kickoff and the lab beside me was losing the rag for 10 minutes overthinking jibrel cc had just come on at left back it was jimmy triori <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, god oh sweet um, jesus but oh, he's god. yeah he's get he's getting his opportunity this is see this is the other this is the other side of the coin when it comes to un, having unreliable players <laughs> in the squad like like oxley chamberlain and, and nabby and and even hendo to to an extent and tiago obviously um you know harvey elliott gets a bad injury you know it, it's one of those kind of freak injuries and he's bounced back from it and he's, you know, found himself in a position now to, to take advantage of a, of a, of a place that's become available and he's doing everything, um, absolutely possible to make it, you know, really difficult for Klopp to drop him for certain games. Um, you know, he's well past the likes of 
Oxlade Chamberlain and, and possibly even Naby for me in the, in the pecking order. Um, he, he's <clears throat> he's a really bright talent, fully expecting to get uh, a full England call up sooner rather than later um, for what that's worth. But I, but I expect it. I think he'll be an, an England international very soon. Um, he, he, it's it, the, the future's bright for him. I know Sean Shawnee Wack waxes lyrical about him um that that game on saturday was was is for me it was almost like a, a coming of age for him gets his first premier league goal um a massive part of what of, of us demolishing um a poor bournemouth side own book says the same fella left just before half to him to do a fourth goal score i bet for the second half and harry Keel just scored just as he left <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad day yeah man Harvey Elliott though we, we spoke loads about him last night and <clears throat> you know what you're talking earlier about Mo Salah and the expectation for him for the season I agree with what Shani was saying last night Shani was saying look you have to manage him he's still a kid right Um, you know we you probably see him in for one or out, in for two out for one in for one out for two whatever way it might work but at the same time if he keeps playing well, it'll be hard to be dropped. And that's all you want from him. You know, and he might be playing out of his fucking skin. And he might play six in the trot and he's like, he is fucking unreal. And Klopp will pull him and say, right, you're out for this one. And that that's Klopp's show. And it might be the best way of protecting him. You know, I think the the whole uh, comparison with Phil Foden last night, I think was Sean was saying it as well, is really good. You know, Phil Foden comes in and you see bits and pieces of him and then it's like people screaming for him and Pep holds him back. And now Foden is... I think he's one of the city's best players, and I mean that mm, for everyone that's yeah, there. Foden is just unbelievable, 100%. you know. Um, but Harvey Elliott, like people are saying, you know, um, like Brian says, people are putting too much hope and pressure on Elliott, making out as if he's a 19-year-old superstar. He's doing well. Let's not go over the top on him, though. Carvalho, for me, looks to have more potential. I think they're two different players. I think Elliott's the type that will walk in midfield and pick, will pick defences apart with passes, but he also has a serious left foot in him. Carvalho for me is just more of a man that'll take you on goes past you and is a serious finish as well but listen if you want to argue over who's better Elliot or Carvalho and they're playing like they're playing like so be it let's argue every week because they're playing great but Harvey Elliot for me um, horrible injury for him last season when he was flying he's a really good squad member he will start games he will be sub he will be left out some weeks but he's still 18 years of age or 19 years of age like he's so so many years in his career left hopefully at Liverpool playing at the top level but it's all right to be excited about him but at the same time yeah I understand where you go just not air on the side of caution but look after you know because we've seen so many players in the past we go he is the business and then he burns out look at today your man off Chelsea that was with Everton Mutual consent mutual contract gone Um, what's his name Ross Barkley gone Ross Barkley Barkley yeah Contract ripped up, mutual consent, and wow. he's a free agent now. And Ross Barkley, when he arrived and started playing for Everton, was brilliant. Like, mm. power, pace, shots, assists. He was brilliant. And now you look at him and where he is. So that's where the bit of caution might come in. But all you want Diamond, to do... Diamond, his nickname was, was it? <clears throat> yeah, I think, I think he's... I thought he was brilliant. And you know what? Elliot, if he's managed correctly, and that's the, the biggest word, managed correctly, can possibly in two or three years time ago you just don't drop this fella he's just he's 22 or whatever and he's fucking yeah. deadly he will be though you know he will be 
Klopp is now filled when it comes to things like that. As soon as there is availability in midfield, he's going to be able to manage those minutes a bit better than he, he probably can right now. But then at the same time, when a superstar comes along, and I know Brian wants to play it down, they hit the they hit the ground running and they show something that you know your your normal youngster coming into the team don't that they just fit in, they gel, they're doing all the right things. It's very hard to find fault in Harvey Elliott. Very hard. And and like, you know, we've plenty of young players that have come in and out. And it's just, it's okay to be excited, as you say yourself. It, to me, he just has all the ha- hallmarks of someone who can reach, you know, higher levels. You know, another Trent or whatever you want. You know, and then after that, then you can make, make bigger shouts at, what he's going to be able to do. Foden at City, yeah, he's, he's quality. He's one of the best players in the league now. We have to start somewhere as well. Um, You know, it's, it's it's okay to be excited about a player, but I'm talking about his personality as well. Yeah, you know, 19 true. years of age and how comfortable he yeah. is talking about things in the media, how in tune he is. Um, and he's come into a bit of criticism for what's gone on in social media. I'm not too sure. What 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 has or hasn't, but um, look, he he just seems to have the attitude, and uh, you know that we that we need at the club that, that the whole squad is built on, and um, and Klopp will throw him all the responsibility he thinks he's um capable of. Mm. Um, we're in showbiz, baby. Okay, that's um that's Harvey Elliott, which is sound. Um, last but not least. Um, Dicko's loser of the week. My favorite pick of the week, by the way, Dicko. Just and if it's my favorite pick of the week and he's loser of the week, loads of people in the chat are gonna guess exactly who we're talking about. But um, it is of course Brendan Rogers. Leicester beat him two one at Chelsea at the weekend. Ten men, Chelsea. Go ahead, Dicko. Yeah, I couldn't believe when I was looking at the scores, um, uh, I got giddy about City being 2-0 down and um, I turned around to the fella behind me when City are getting beat 2-0 and he said to me, bit early for all that, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you, no, you couldn't give a ticket away where you were sitting at the middle, could you? For fuck's sake. <laughs> So, uh, but he was dead right, and it, I you know, in early four games, I, I was kind of saying it as if it was last game of the season, and we need, you know, we needed them to lose to win the leagues, kind of, uh, kind of attitude. But anyway, um, the other thing that was that you know sort of stuck out when I was looking at the the, the, the score lines was because um, let, let's face it, we were winning, so I, <laughs> we were winning comfortably. So it was che- plenty of chances to check up on a couple of scores when you're six, seven, eight nil up. But um, yeah, seeing um, seeing Leicester playing against ten men and then going a goal down and then two goals down, you know, it it it, it just spelt massive trouble. You know what I mean? Um, I know it's difficult to play against ten men and all that, but you know, <laughs> you shouldn't be going two goals down against ten men. And I know they 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 pull a goal back, but and I don't really care, you know, if they deserved to win the game or whatever it just it's kind of inexcusable really it it show, it shows a, a massive mental weakness that's running through your side if you can't if you can't be 10 men 
you know, or, or at least get a draw out of that situation. You know, he was sent off after what twenty five minutes or yeah, something, twenty six minutes. Connor, Connor Gallagher, mm. two, two very silly yellow cards. But um, you know, when I was thinking about this today, it 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 actually did. You know, I was curious as to who's kind of the bookies' favourite now. Was it Rogers? Was it was it Gerard? Because obviously Gerard's had a pretty <coughs> a pretty awful, awful start to things, and you hear a few things coming out of their camp. It doesn't seem it doesn't seem very um, harmonious at all at the moment in there. And um, you know, Stevie G after they got that win, he was fourteen to one to get to be the first manager out he's now five to two uh, but he's it could be brendan rogers who beats him to that at five to four um he, you know he just seems he's this this whole thing now just seems to have run its course with him um and, and unfortunately for him is kind of his stock is a bit on the wane isn't it i mean you know it, there was a time where he could have exited that job done a kind of a, a you know a, a kind of seltzer on it um, and possibly got himself into what would be perceived as a as a better job at the likes of Arsenal or Spurs but he's kind of he's hung around a bit and he and he's kind of he's hung around like he's hanging around like a bad smell now isn't he I mean, the one thing <laughs> do you reckon it's 25 what, million quid to pay him off oh really as much as that is it mm-hmm. yeah yeah, I, but I do, I do think the owners are, are probably, you know, I think they're gonna pull the trigger on it sooner rather than later. I mean, you know, you can kind of, you can kind of hide a little bit in mid-table obscurity and, and continue to get paid and whatnot. But the longer this goes on, where they're kind of at the bottom or bottom two, bottom three, especially when you got some absolute garbage, you know. By the way, the only reason why Bournemouth aren't kind of already you know, no points and a minus ridiculous goal differences because they got a win against Steven Gerrard's Aston Villa. I mean, day, that, yeah. that, that result just looks astounding now when you see what's happened to Bournemouth the last three games, how they've been mm. getting spanked. Um, but no, I think, I think it's run its course. You know, he's, uh, everything's gone stale. Uh, the players just don't seem to be kind of responding to, you know, adversity, you know, maybe they're just a little bit, there's just a little bit too, you know, much, much comfort around there, um, too much familiarity. Um, you know, it's the same, it's the same players trotting in week in, week out. You know, they're still relying on, on Jamie Vardy to do things that he was doing many, many years ago when they were winning the league. Um, it, 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 it just doesn't seem to have any new, fresh ideas, you know, um, and, I don't, you know, the keeper doesn't see, the keeper situation seems to have unsettled them as well, I think. I mean, Danny Ward doesn't seem to come up, come up close to what Schmeichel was delivering for them. Oh. So, um, they, they, they just look like a busted flush to me. And, and whoever comes in, uh, see, I think, you know, say for example, Gerard goes at a similar time to, um, to, to Brendan Rodgers. I think the, you know, I think the Aston Villa job, be a, a, a much more attractive proposition uh, with the squad that that manager would inherit compared to the squad that uh, and the, the reconstruction that a manager would have to come in and do at Leicester, to be honest with you. So, yeah, Rodgers is days are numbered, I think. It's funny. Mm. Um, we spoke to Jack from the Talk and Ballocks podcast last week. He's a Leicester fan. And he was saying that the, the problem with Leicester this summer was is that the amount of players they have, 
right, is restricting them from signing players. They need to get players out. But the problem they have is the players that, that are leaving are the players that they want to keep, <laughs> you know, for fun, um, being, being the main one. Mm. And they're trying to get rid of a couple of off the books so they can bring a few in. Now, that's poor plan. Simple as that. You know, I think um, they're, they're really kind of snookered in do we bring a player in and then we're left with one of our players that is in the first team squad that we can't register and, and stuff like that. But you look at, I agree with you, I think it has run its course. I don't know what signings he's made. When you look at them playing, they don't look mad interested. You look at Harvey Barnes that was being linked with 50, 60 million pound moves 12 months ago. Not really interested. Um, Vardy's only signed a new deal recently to keep him on at the club for another year. And you know what? Rodgers, I think, has painted himself into a bit of a corner here because you're bang on. 12 months ago, he could have done it, a job on it where he, he got out and he got spores and he got Arsenal. Now, where's he going? Because it's not Liverpool, it's not City, it's definitely not Arsenal or Spurs, it's not Manchester United. Who is it? It's not West Ham. They've backed um, Moyes to the hilt. You know, and when you look there, that's that's probably the top Chelsea not happening. So that's the top seven from last season. You know, and where does he go? Because Leicester, you would consider, are probably somewhere between 8th and 10th. So he'd mm. probably have to go down the league to try to get back mm. up. And and not only that, like Villa have spent, like, I get you, if if Gerard goes, and I think he will, because I think their the form is horrendous, Rodgers would probably be the number one target for Villa to come in. But Rodgers is <laughs> yeah. well known for wanting players out and bring more in. Villa have spent an awful lot of money an awful lot of money and not just with Gerrard since he came in the league they spent 155 million the summer they come back into the league you know the sort of way so I think I think the writing's on the wall for Rodgers I think the squad is stale I think he can't get out the players that he wants to get out and the ones that want to leave he wants to keep but the money's too big for fan at 80, 80 plus million quid is just too big and someone else said there the talk is that the um Thank, um, talk is that the Leicester owners lost a bit of interest in what's going there and that, that can be dangerous mm. Andy mm. a lot in the chat there are saying you know Rogers 2014 and you can't you can never take that away from him um, I'm just not a fan of Brendan Rogers. ever since he stayed at Liverpool after being beaten 6-1 at Stoke I'm, I just I just couldn't deal with him and mm. you look at him now like can you see any way back from a Leicester because I don't know if they'll bring anyone in the next couple of days and that squad looks to me like it might just give up on him yeah, look, Rogers is the type of fella who, who could talk his way into probably any job and then his shit wears thin very quickly. And then you're, you're a couple of years trying to wonder and is he going and things get worse and worse. And that's coincide now with their owners uh, losing a bit of interest and also they're in a bit of trouble financially as well, seemingly. So is, is the writing is on the wall from definitely at Leicester. They need a freshen up. Where does he go? Villa, as you say, is a perfect job. But he'll talk his way into a, sp- a job in Spain as well because he has a bit of background there too. And I wouldn't be surprised if you see him disappear out to Spain or somewhere um, in Europe for a while. But like that, um, you know, Jared is on the, on the rocks there as well. And he's the type of fella who gives uh, the ego uh, replacing Jared for some reason. he get a bit of a kick out of that, I think, as well. But um, Rogers, he's... He's a decent coach. It's just when you give him too much control, you give him too much say, that's when he starts to fuck things up around him, I think. And players want to know it's it's typical of him because he just seems to annoy 
the players, you know. I mean, we would have hung on to a lot of players at Liverpool had it not been for, for him, I'd say. And we basically talked Sterling out of the club. So that's the way it is. And that's what you get with Rodgers. He, he's going to be a manager who will always get a job in the league. But you might, see the, you might see him disappear for a while out to Spain. I wouldn't be surprised. I think, uh, I just don't know where he, he goes in the Premier League. You know, I could see where Gerrard goes. You know, I could see what, Gerrard. to Championship? No, I could see Gerrard if he left Villa. Despite him not having a great record of Villa, it's Stephen Gerrard and he might get another job at the likes of maybe even a Leicester. Um, maybe <laughs> even a Bournemouth. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, but you could see it. Because, like, I don't want to see Gerrard managing Liverpool. I've said it, right? And the reason is I'm not into all these romantic notions. They don't work, in my opinion, right? But Gerard, in his own, in the back of his own mind, will be kicking himself that this isn't working at Villa because he needs to show something over the next two or three years where he could be in the in the the chat or the discussion for a Liverpool job, right? <laughs> Gerard won't go back to a championship, and he won't go back to say a Rangers. He'd have to probably he'd probably have to with. with you probably have to take someone lower than the Premier League and hope for a really good time or go abroad and show something abroad. I think that they're both in they're both in a weird situation, but I can't see them lasting more than f- four more games each if if the if the form continues. I really I really can't. I mean um, you can see Stevie G going to maybe a Southampton somewhere like that, you know, if if uh Hassan Hull doesn't get you know, uh, uh, the whole season again to to uh, to to put things. You know, I mean, they've got off to a bit of a shaky start. So, um, I, I'm with you, Gav. I think Gerard maybe would get another opportunity. Um, the the interesting thing for me, like who would come in, like I think if Leicester were still in that kind of zone of where they were a few years ago, and the ambition was still there, and I get that the comment made by Barry there around what what happened with the owner and the son. Uh, and so on um I, you know you could see you you in in the in the old kind of um times with Leicester, you could see them maybe even trying to get potching do you know what i mean yeah um, he's he's, it. he's the he's the man in the shadows now isn't he he's in the long grass pochettino because yeah. the yeah. first fella that loses their job it'll be pochettino straight out the door and i could yeah. see him i could actually see him going to a villa or going to Leicester. you know yeah because going to villa Again, if he wants a job in the Premier League, you're not touching anyone in the top seven. No. Unless something mad happened where, you know, PSG had a meltdown and just went and wanted Conte and Conte said, I'm out of here and a job come up. Or, I don't know, someone goes on a six-match losing streak and someone pulls the trigger on them, which I can't see happen. There's not space at the top of the Premier League for anyone to get a manager's job. There's always one there you think, like Solskjaer was there, and then you think, oh, will he go, will he go? But there's no room there. Absolutely, so you have to go into lower expectation. And, you know, Villa Leicester, I think they'll both, I think they'll both get rid of their manager in the next month. And mm. Pochettino will definitely be um, odds on, I think, for one or both of them. Um, of course, Newcastle, people I mentioned, Newcastle, how signed a new long-term I don't think he's going happy enough with him. But um, they they love him. We're in showbiz, baby. That's the end of Rogers. But go on, you can keep going on about what we can do. Another five minutes now. Go on. Me? You saying? Yeah, you were saying something. No, you're talking about how Newcastle the fans like him. You know, Hmm? I don't see 
him anywhere near losing his job yet. Yeah. No, you I'm know, just saying I in terms of to... I'm just saying in terms of, of Pochettino. Pochettino oh, wasn't hanging yeah. around going, there's definitely a top six job there that'll come up because I I think they're all fairly water tight at the minute. You know, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you, and yeah, add, add Newcastle into the mix because that's the kind of profile of job that mm-hmm. you know, kind of the breaking into the top six, top four kind of mm-hmm. you know. You're looking at, but you're probably looking attractive. at, you're probably looking at Leicester, Villa, Everton. They're probably the first three that'll go. Yeah, you know, if if the owners have any sense and the form continues, you know, and I'm sorry, but that's that's just not anywhere near the level that Pochettino wants to manage at. Mm-hmm. He missed the ball. I'm interested. I'm I'm really interested how long Everton persevere with 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 with, with Frank because you know obviously there might be as long as the as long as the supporters don't give out. They decide. They do. Everton fans decide. How long will that? You know how long will that kind of carry over from you know what happened last season and you know them staying up and you know yeah, but once but, but, but once Bill Kenroy but once Bill Kenroy's at the club, right? They have a scapegoat at the club. Simple as that. You know, Uzmanov can't put many money in. Mashiri doesn't, you know, they're, they're, they're holding on 60 million for Anthony Gordon. I don't know why. And they've apparently been offered 25 plus Broha and, and um, Conor Gallagher. I don't know why they haven't snapped their hands off. But for Conor it, Gallagher, yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's a PR thing. You know, he's seen as their new number 10, their, their great white hope um, in, in, in Gordon. And, and it's just bad decision after bad decision. As, I'll say it again. It's, we're in the start of September. We get if we get into you know the start of October, and they're still in the form they're in. Everton, Leicester, Villa, they'll all go. Every single one of them will go. And then we can, to, um, yeah. then Gerard can take over everything. Yeah, or or, or Rodgers. Yeah. So there you go. But, um, I have to say, I, mean, though, I feel a little another ex Liverpool kind of uh, link. Would just be sensational at Everton. It really yeah. would. It would send. It would send some of them completely over the edge. I think yeah. if he if, wouldn't, he hundred percent wouldn't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> no, Steve, he wouldn't. But I wouldn't put it past Brendan Rodgers. No, no he he'd do it. it yeah, he'd, he'd do, do that. <laughs> Actually, funny enough, didn't he? Stadium, um, didn't he say a few years ago there's only you know there's a couple of clubs I wouldn't manage, and then he got linked to the Man United job, and I was thinking he'll just go there. Of course <laughs> he would. Yeah. Of course he would. You know, and, and Rafa did it, so you wouldn't you wouldn't put it past them. Mm. But uh, like, what's your thoughts on Gerard? Like, I think do you think it all came a bit early for him? He was doing very well at the under eighteens with us, and um, I think he would have served a good apprenticeship there, um, watching how things operate under Klopp. And then he went to Rangers, obviously very successful, and broke the duck there at the league. But is he a bit old school? Is he like? No, I think does he have what it takes in the modern game? I mean, you look at Klopp; he's 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 a brilliant leader because he surrounds himself with people in the right positions that know more than him. Would Gerard do that? From what I from what I read, Gerard, you know, it was it was a brilliant opportunity to go to Rangers, and you know, he does do very well. You know, in fairness, he thinks he has a league one, and he's. He, he makes a massive mistake at Celtic Park after winning the mm. game and Celtic go on and win the league. And, you know, the following season, they go and beat, I think, in the league Rangers and, and they win and they win a comfortably enough threat. Celtic just capitulate. Like, does it come too fast? Yeah. And I think, I think personally, now this is just me personally, I think Stephen Gerrard looked at that Liverpool job and went, that's coming up in 2024. I need to make something happen now. 
Mm. A job at Rangers won't get me the Liverpool job. Just won't. So I have to go somewhere. I think he thought, I'll go to Villa, I'll get Villa into Europe and I'll show a real pedigree in me and when the summer of 2024 comes around, I'm in the conversation. Now, he arrives and six months or ten months later, Klopp says, I'm staying till 2026. Right? What I would have done as Gerard was, I wouldn't have come near England after that job in Scotland. I wouldn't have come near it. Because he's under so much of a microscope there. If he'd have went off and managed the likes of a PSV or someone in Germany, you know, I don't know. No, you're not going to get, I don't think he gets the Dortmund or the Bayern Munich job or maybe even the Leipzig, but someone like a Leverkusen or a Schalke or someone along them line, big club, you know, I think it would have served him a lot better to go out there and go, he's been there two years, he's progressed, he's learned in Europe, he's he's managed away from his comfort zone. I think it would have served him an awful lot better. And now he's thrown this thing into reverse because he's gone, fuck, I'm at Villa, I'm struggling. Where do I go from here when you look at the teams above him and how steady their managers are? And he just, he's, he's, he's talking himself out of the conversation if he was ever in it, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. what his expectations looked, for Villa? It looked, but it looked an ideal. I thought when he took the job, when he got the job, it looked like the ideal opportunity for him to kind of give him the necessary experience in the in the Premier League and possibly kind of replicate a little bit of the success that Rodgers had done, had done. You know, with 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 Leicester. I know Leicester had already won the league and, and all that sort of stuff, but. But kind of being being them, them kind of challenging positions, as you say, be you know, take them into Europe. Um, you know, we've all seen West Ham be able to kind of um, qualify for European competitions consistently the last last couple of years um, and do and do well in it last season. Um, I, I I don't know what it is because to, to me he's got he's got players there. You know, back to front. Um, you know. He, he, the goalkeeper is a is a is a is a is a great goalkeeper, despite the fact that he was you know he 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 dialed it in, uh, in that last game against Man City last season, which Davo will never never forgive him for. But he is a very decent goalkeeper, you know. He you know he, okay, Tyrone Mings, he's not the best, but look, he's an England centre back. Um, I know I know he was he's been unlucky with the with the Carlos sign and um it, you know this summer, um. In the midfield, he's got the likes of McGinn. Uh, Ramsey looks very exciting. Coutinho, Buendia, you know, flair players, you know, decent players up front. Watkins, Danny Ings, you know, goal scorers generally. He's got enough there. So something, whatever it is, whether it be tactically or or motivationally, something's, I don't think not, he's something's not right. I don't think he's tactically adaptable. I don't think he's, sorry, tactically flexible enough. You know, I, I just don't. I think when you look at him, you look and go, there's very black and white, is he a, is he a Gerrard player or is he not? There's no way I'm kind of, will I mould him here, will I mould him there? And I think he, he is kind of, he does stick to what he believes in, mm. but there's nothing else after that. You know, anytime I watch Villa, I go, I know what I'm getting here. I know what I'm going to get here. And I won't see kind of any change in it, you know. And look, you never know. He could come out the back of this and he, he gets a couple of results at Villa and they kick on and we're sitting here in six months' time we're saying, Jesus, Villa are 8th or ninth or whatever and, you know, we, we're probably going over the top but judging by the, the form at the back end of last season and into this season, three wins and 15 league games, I think it is, someone said there, it just, 
when you see that sort of of return over 15 league games with the same sort of players you start to worry how do you turn it around you know yeah, and it's, it's it, Arsenal it, it, City it's Arsenal City next two as well yeah, yeah. You know, it's Arsenal away City at home I think in the next that two. becomes mm-hmm. a big problem potentially by, mm-hmm. by this time next but week I'm sure listen he's going to come up on this show he's going to come up on more shows um, in the next couple of weeks and so will, so will Rogers and so will Arteta Klopp whoever else because this show is all about talking about the weekend that's been Um I do think he's. I do think this Rogers Gerard thing does take the, the the kind of the microscope off Lampard a little bit. To be honest with you, I, yeah. I, but I the, the problem the problem is there for me is that many points of Everton got two. They've got if they got two, two draws of two. Points, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, the, the Forest and the um, yeah. Brentford draws. And yeah. the, the problem is not even about pulling being left adrift at the bottom. If Everton lose their next two and they've two points and they're in the bottom and they're bottom. That's when the fans are going, oh, this isn't good enough. You know, there's, there's, I th- the fans don't dictate things or everything. I think that thread will just be gone. We're going, listen, we're bleeding six games in or eight games in here. We've two points. And they'll just, their heads fall off. They just, and they can't even, they don't even know what they're saying. But they, they know it's going to be fucking get Lampard out. You know, they'll be carrying an Alsatian down the back of the Gladys Street and, you know, shouting at people to get out of the club and stuff like that. You know, you know what's coming. And yeah, but they, they, they look, don't you remember all the comments when they, you know, when they pulled off that, that survival and they were, you know, Lampard was up there as if he had an imaginary trophy and, you know, the fans were all on yeah. the pitch. Yeah. And they said, you know, you've won, you've won your European Cup, your Premier League, but you've never experienced this in yeah. your life. Yeah. So, you know, they like a survival. So who yeah. knows? It could be the equivalent of winning a trophy for them. Yeah. Well, look, we'll have, we'll have to wait and see. Um, we have to go. We're about an hour and 12 minutes in. Um, before we do it, Bobby's Wish to Walk. Link is in the description. Bobby Smith is seven years of age. 150,000 um, target to get him the treatment. Very similar, if not the same, as Sienna's that she got maybe going on a year ago now. Um, I think it was a, it'll be a year in November, I think. Um, look, it's, it's brilliant treatment. It's done in America. The family have to go out there for weeks for the, the the surgery and the recovery, and then they come back and there's like really heavy physio when they come back, which costs an awful lot of money. Um, so look, they're twenty two thousand short of their target. The link is in the description. Donate there if you can. And as I said before, we've stopped any way of you giving us money on this channel. You cannot do it. You can't donate through super chats. We don't do subscription services. Nothing. There's no way you can give us money. So if you want to give us money, don't. Go to the link in the description, give the money to Bobby, and that will make us all happy. If you can't donate, that's absolutely fine. Mm. Um, times are hard for people as well. Copy the link, send it to your friends, your family, your colleagues, WhatsApp groups, Facebook, Messenger groups, wherever it might be. Tell your mate in the pub when you're having a point watching the match um, at the weekend. Um, that's about it. Anything else before we go, Andy? No, sorry, I was reading your comments. I love the comments, you know that? Do you? I really do. Yeah. They're great. Like, it's, it's like mad. A, it's like a smeg advert, though, isn't it? There's the amount of smeg shouts, Andy. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I don't think I got any. I might have got a smeg coffee machine since the last one was out. Um, <laughs> which is pretty good. 15 bar. <laughs> I believe that's pretty good. When they got, uh, for what do you machines. mean you believe? I'd say you looked her up in every spec. I didn't. No, I didn't. I only got it. I got um, totally, you know, you're on Facebook and an ad comes up and it was a smeg coffee machine. I went, I didn't know they did them. 
And then I googled the same color as the toaster and the uh, kettle and I just bought one like totally impulsively. Uh, and then it was only later on someone told me, oh no, that's good. You can get the uh, your beans ground to an eight grade or something like that. Oh, and me. I thought that that's good then. Just go out and buy uh, a bleeding jar of Maxwell House and no, lamp two spoonfuls. In fairness, I'm, I'm a coffee snob now since I got it. I don't drink coffee, so there you go. Um, the comments are amazing. Though. Fair play to you. Comments are great. And it's one of my favorite things. Like sometimes I'm zoned out, <laughs> not even listening to the other pair. Yeah. Uh, when you said that, and I'm just <laughs> reading the comments. Like, well, I, I have to keep an eye on them as my job, but now listening, fair. Yeah. The comments are always great. They're always um, yeah. intelligent. But it's funny. Well. Like some people are just talking to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then there's the there's a you know there's a storyline going on yeah. between a lot of people there. A bit of a narrative. And they're talking. And then you have comments completely out of context, like we're talking about Elliot there, and then someone says, I don't think we'll get a midfielder, FSG yeah. out, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, <laughs> we weren't even talking about that. Have you just come on to to just say that? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they probably have. They just logged in and went, um, like, uh, you know, we're, we're talking away about Arteta, and someone just goes, I think we'd be in Newcastle 3 0 at the week, at Wednesday, you know, sort of way. But look, yeah. they've every right to, once they're respectful and they're not acting the maggot, they've every right to. Um, Dicko, anything else before we go? No, it was just, as I said earlier, it was great to be back at, at, at Anfield again and um, couldn't have picked a, a, a better game to, to get back do, in those. You boots. should do match day vlogs where you just sit in uh, with your phone, right? And you just point <laughs> at all the weird, the mad people and go, here he is now. Where do you see him? He's going to whistle now. Where do you see it? Where do you see it? And you get a bit of a following. Um, is your next one the City game, Ray? Um, no, I'm actually going to the Wolves game in a, in a couple of weeks. Such yeah. back, back after giving back his, um, his, his, his gave back. Didn't you give back? Oh, yeah. You, you, I took the holiday, yeah. I took the holiday when Liverpool were going for a quadruple. Now he's back in Fuck all now that Ray is back in fairness. Oh, I know. Uh, I mean, the league, to, to be honest with you, I was going in the, you know, bits of the downtrodden. League gone before I'd even set foot back in the stadium. It's not gone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it's not no. You don't worry. No, of course it's not. The Reds are back. Um, that has been winners and losers for this week thanks a minute to Andy thanks a minute to Dicko thanks a minute to everyone in the chat it's been an absolute pleasure tomorrow um, yeah we should have a midweek fix tomorrow preview on the Newcastle game we will be with you after the Newcastle game for full time Reds we'll be here on Thursday with the last hour of the transfer window on viewers voice Friday will be the Premier League forecast looking forward to the derby and other things uh, Saturday will be full time yeah, full time show after the Everton game, and Sunday will be the fat back for. Jeez, a packed week. Gav, Ashley, Ashley said they they bought a smeg toaster just because of me. Oh and Lord, it's too powerful for <laughs> their toast, and it pops up and out onto the counter. Uh, that happened to me at the start. I just bought heavier bread. Oh my God! You know, do run your bread under the tap before you put it in. It weighs it down a bit. <laughs> just get heavier Hold on. bread. It flies out. It flies out. Yeah, I, do you know what it is? It's those um. You know those healthy slices that, well, they're supposed, they say they're healthy, but in actual fact, There's they no just way, cut just the there. slice thinner. Just there. They just cut, yeah. yeah. Don't get those and put it in because it will fly so out. Smeg only really accepts decent bread. Yeah, good bread, sourdough, um, and not the, the kind of sourdough that's made uh, from the yeast of... Oh, what you um, could do is, what you could do is, right? Don't, <laughs> don't, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> Um, but what you could do is you could, if you have time in your hands, you could build like a mini scaffold 
off the side of the toaster, you know, like a frame to stop it flying yeah. out everywhere. Um, should look a little bit of welding on the side of a smeg toaster. Look, the business. Um, yeah. Jesus Christ, actually, he's buying toasters because Andy bought them. They are yeah. a bit, they are yeah. a bit industrial. Like, I will say that you know yeah. they've got springs in the them. Flinging right. bread around the gaff everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know the way you're able to tell a dub when you're away I'd say you're able to tell toast by the how far it springs out of a smeg toaster like when, yeah. it, when it toast when it goes out with just a little bit ah oh, that's fucking Johnson Muni and O'Brien definitely Mohammed knew what I was going to say there about the yeast yes the sp- no 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 he's not saying it he's not saying it um, he's definitely not saying it but no I'm not going to say it but there's special bread you can get yeah okay <laughs> that's enough that has been winners and losers talking a bit over and out Sports Social Podcast Network.